I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome to Scam Squad. I'm your host, Patty Teal, here as always with Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson, who's always ready to tell us about the latest scams that are happening not only in Santa Barbara, but all over the country. Hi, Vicki. Hi, Patty. Well, as we all know, summer's upon us, and so are the summer scams. So I thought I'd better talk about some of those today. And Patty, as I've mentioned before, I get all kinds of scam information from different sources. And one of these is a publication which is called a Consumer Action News Alert. And the latest edition contains several summer scam alerts, so I thought I'd talk about those. Well, that sounds very timely, but it is disturbing, I have to admit, to think that scammers take something as wonderful as summertime and vacations to devise ways to part people from their money. I know, so true. And the first one I'm going to talk about is something that we have already covered, and that is scams on vacation rentals. If you're not careful, you can get a rental that is not at all as advertised, or you might end up paying for one that doesn't even exist. But here's some other tips that I gleaned from this particular publication. First of all, verify with the host. Make sure that that host has a valid address and phone number, and then verify the existence of the property. Check on Google Maps and do a reverse image search to make sure that that particular property is not on other sites. And you can also verify the property by asking more questions of the owner like recommendations for restaurants in the neighborhood or the parking situation. Scammers often won't be able to give you specific information like that if it's not a valid site. Also, be sure to look for reviews on that particular listing and read those reviews to see what other renters have said. And also, communicate only through the listing site. Don't go off-site with the owner before you book the particular rental. And also, and finally, only make payments through the listing site. Wow, Vicki, those are some great tips. I especially like the one where you ask about local restaurants and things like that. I wouldn't have thought about that. That's a great tip. And what other scams does this publication warn about? Well, this one's important, and it was happening in Santa Barbara a few years ago, so I'm sure it's back. Here's the scenario. You've checked into a hotel, and the phone in your room rings. It's, quote, the front desk, calling to tell you that your credit card was declined, and you need to either reconfirm the number on that card or provide another card. Wow, I guess that's clearly an attempt to get your personal information. But how in the heck do the scammers know what time to call and what room? Well, apparently scammers simply take a shot at reaching a victim by calling hotels at check-in times and asking to be connected to certain room numbers. Or these scammers just figure out how to dial and reach these rooms directly. So I guess if you get a call like this, it's just really important to check with the front desk directly. Absolutely. Never give out that credit card information. And here's another trick that scammers play on hotel guests. And this one I would never have thought of. They leave restaurant flyers under hotel doors touting free delivery to the hotel. So their aim, of course, is to get hungry guests to call, place an order and supply their credit card information. Of course, no food arrives. But now they can shop using your card because they have all your information. 
Boy, that would be an easy one to fall for, too. We're so used to ordering food and giving our credit card information to the person who answers the phone. Absolutely. And apparently, and here is the tip, it's best to ask the hotel for a restaurant that delivers or find the names of nearby eateries using Google Maps or Yelp. Don't believe those flyers that are left in the room. So, Patty, another thing that we have to be aware of, and this has been going on for a long time, pickpocketers. And often what happens is that scammers will use some kind of a ruse to distract you so they can quickly grab your wallet or your purse. It might be an attractive beachgoer walking by in a nice bikini or break dancers on the street, or maybe a grandmotherly type who approaches you with a pretty gold bracelet asking if you might have dropped that. It might also be something as simple as somebody bumping into you and causing you to spill your coffee, anything at all that causes a distraction. And these pickpocketers often operate in pairs. So the best advice I can give, and I often give this when I go on and lecture on these kinds of scams, is to use a neck wallet tucked inside of your shirt or your vest or your sweater so it just doesn't look like you are carrying anything. And by doing that, you remove yourself as a target for these scammers. Or you can also get these snug-fitting front packs. You just want to make it difficult for the crook to take your valuables, even if you do get distracted. Well, I guess in this day and age, we always have to be on guard and to be aware of who's around us. Anything else? Yes. So travelers will often look for free Wi-Fi spots. Here's the advice. Don't connect to a free network until you confirm that it is legitimate and secure. You could be connecting to a scam network. And in that way, giving scammers access to information you send over the internet and maybe even your credit card number or your username and password. So whatever you do, don't do any banking or shopping online while connected to an unsecured Wi-Fi. That reminds me of the warnings that Dayton gave us on an earlier episode about malicious QR codes that are used by scammers to install malware on our phones. That's right, Patty. And those codes, as Dayton told us, might be found in restaurant flyers or parking meters or other places that you wouldn't even think about. Well, hopefully by paying attention to these warnings, our listeners won't have their beautiful vacations ruined by scammers. That's the hope. Thank you so much, Vicki. And would you share your fraud hotline number? Absolutely. Area code 805-568-2442. And I'll say it again, 805-568-2442. And Patty, one other thing before we leave today, I do want to remind our listeners, if you were a victim by a fraud and you sent money via Western Union, there is still time to file a claim for that money. Now, here are the guidelines. It has to be a scam that occurred between January the 1st of 2004 and January the 19th of 2017. So that's a long period of time, 2004 to 2017. The deadline to file a claim for this restitution is the end of this month, which is why I'm talking about it today. So the deadline is August the 31st of this year. Now, the types of scams that you might have been victimized by might have been the grandparent scam, sweepstakes and lottery, the romance scam. If you were the victim of any of those scams or any other scams where you sent money to the scammer through Western Union, 
you can file a petition and claim your loss. And the petition can be downloaded at, I'm going to give you the site, www.westernunionremissionphase2.com, because this is phase two, there was a phase one. So again, Western Union Remission Phase 2.com. There is also a phone number, 1-855-786-1048. And again, 1-855-786-1048. And according to this article, which is from the Department of Justice, over $366 million has already been returned to over 148,000 victims. And the reason they are extending the deadline is because they have more money that they can give out to scam victims. So pay attention to this. And if you were one of those victims between January 1st, 2004 and January 19th, 2017, please file for remission. Thank you, Vicki. That's a great reminder. And if you didn't get that, you can look at the show notes if you're listening on YouTube or on one of our podcast distribution sites, and I will have that information listed. Thanks so much, Vicki. Thank you, Patty. Until next week. Yes. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.